everybody and welcome back to our parable. That's us, yep. It's just Sam and Izzy once again. That's two times in a row. Two times in a row. We got him. You thought there was going to be a guest and then we were like, nope. Hey, we got a third one sitting with us all along. Yep. Don't you worry, there's always a guest yep. with us. Come on. Sam's my guest today, actually. You can be my guest. <laughs> actually, you're our guest today. Welcome. I'm talking to whoever's <laughs> listening right now. Welcome. All right. Uh, today we want to hit on a little bit something called testimony. Yep. Kind of like the central focus of this podcast. Why share a testimony? Our parable, our testimony, name it whatever you want. But I think we want to talk a little bit today about what what is so good about a testimony? And why do we share testimonies? Mm-hmm. And what is the power of a testimony? Yeah. And maybe even share some testimonies. I know Izzy got a few. We so. want to hear your testimonies too. Yeah. <laughs> Send them to us. <laughs> Uh, but yeah no we would love to hear your testimonies um but actually dude we need to make an email so people can send in yeah kind of like slavic stories whether like they send in the testimonies but don't tell them that we took the model yeah guys don't tell them we took that um check it out guys so testimonies why like why do they matter um i think a couple reasons is like first off stories are what like the way we learn like we're almost created or we grow up with stories because like that's how we're taught things um like why is it that when kids are growing up parents will read bible stories to their kids because it's teaching them character it's teaching them lessons about life it's teaching them about the goodness of god practical things also that is actually Mm -hmm. gonna bring an impact to their life something that they could actually apply and see a change in their life Mm-hmm. testimony the thing i love about testimony is when i hear somebody else's testimony it gives weight to what they say i'll yeah i, I don't care so much for people that have all the answers i want to see somebody that's walked through mm-hmm. it and has experienced it for themselves because mm-hmm. there's no way to learn something better than yeah. to go through it yourself because nowadays then you know what you see you go on youtube exactly. and you have like 50 people telling you to watch their webinars and pay them money and you're like but like who actually can provide a testimony Mm -hmm. like everybody can talk about it Mm -hmm. but who actually has been through it and like you can learn about anything it's all at your fingertips for free Mm -hmm. the question is who actually goes through the process and knows the price that is to pay Mm -hmm. put on the time the effort and actually makes it happen and it's almost like who would want to hear your like who would who wants to hear what you have to say if you don't have a story exactly if you don't have if you haven't gone through something Mm -hmm. and i think everybody's gone through something Um, I think that's, what's so important. Um, I think I use stories on a daily basis. Like honestly, everything, like whether it's at work and I'm having a meeting with people, you know, the, the things I'm sharing, they are facts or they are knowledge, but it's almost always backed by a personal test testimony, whether it's finances, whether it's managing people, whether it's customer service, whether it's, uh, church related, it's always backed by a personal experience. And I think that's what's so important because when somebody says like, well, yeah, it's easy to say that, but you know, what's not easy. It's not easy to go through that. Mm-hmm. So we want to be a people that go through things and use that as a platform mm-hmm. to change people. And I also want to hear others people's stories. Yep. So I don't need to go through the same thing. Come on. I want to learn from their bad experiences. <laughs> Straight up. You know, 
I want everybody to go try out that bad restaurant before I so I don't have to go. Hello. There, you know? I don't want to try no. I'm bad gonna read pizza. everyone's Yelp reviews. I'm gonna, read, I'm gonna read that before I go to the restaurant. What? Oh my gosh! See, like, check it out right there. That's an example of a testimony. <laughs> hey, we don't go to restaurants because they have they get a one star review, and we're like, nope, I'm not going. We got to change this podcast name to Yelp 2.0, bro. This is Yelp on your life choices, everyone. <clears throat> so I'm glad you're tuning in. Yeah, guys. So listen, and maybe you'll catch something that we've gone through. We don't know all the answers, but uh, we know a small percentage of answers. All right, Izzy, what can we learn from your life? Is what the can we learn from my life? What, um, is your, what does your Yelp have to say? What does my Yelp have to say? I think, so, last time we talked about finances, but maybe, like, I know that people like that, and they're like, it was a topic that we needed to talk about, but to provide maybe, like, validity to what we talked about and, like, the heart behind it, I think I have a few stories in regards to finances that could even almost wrap up episode 11 in the sense of generosity and uh, my perspective of finances. It all starts <laughs> four oh, years in. ago um, when I was trying to attend Bible college. Um, Where at? California. CCBC? I, yeah, I went for like three months. I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't. So I went, I went to Bible college for three months. It's a year course, so I dropped out early. Um, <laughs> Uh, to actually to start a business and because I realized that that's where my passion was. But in like separate from that, <clears throat> when we're talking about like the testimony I got um, through Bible college, I would say um, it was a really big moment for me because it was almost like my first big testimony in my life. It was one of those big ones where it was like I finally have something that I can hold on to. And it almost became like a platform for my life. And I didn't even realize it until maybe like a year or two later when I had maturity and understanding of what I went through. It's actually a highlight. Yeah. So like now I look back and I'm really grateful for it. But I think then it was didn't really quite hit me. Um, so <clears throat> in Bible college, we live with uh, a group of guys, right? Um, how many was, how many of you guys were there? <clears throat> uh, about seven. <clears throat> And so it was a little trap house and uh, <laughs> it was never, it wasn't always the best, but um, for one thing, like community was good. Um, and so we would usually stay up really late. Um, <clears throat> Naturally, of yeah, course. We would, we would stay up late like boys and we I would get a little a wild. <laughs> we, would, <laughs> we, would, we would stay up late and we would get wild. And so um, we had this pull-up bar in the room, right? So... The ones that hang on the door. So, like, they're not, like, connected to the wall, but they're, like, attached to, like, this little piece of trim above the door. Super safe. Um, so, we had this rule in the house where, like, essentially, every time you walk through the door, you had to do 10 pull-ups. So, <laughs> so we would be doing pull-ups all day. This was just a normal thing. Like, if, like we would never brag about doing pull-ups because it was just normal to us, you know? Mm. There are some things that we need to do in our Christian life that just need to become normal to us. <laughs> Wow. Like raising the dead. Wow. And so like doing pull-ups every time you walk through the door, um, like we, it became normal to us. And so, but there was one night where it I wasn't normal. I didn't notice normal. when I saw you. Tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. You can't notice that I did pull-ups uh, <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So uh, it was late at night. It was my friend's birthday. We got a little rowdy as it does happen when it's 1 a.m. and all the boys are up and uh, everybody was sitting on the couch and I'm just 
on the pull-up bar. And obviously, like, I'm I'm hyped. I'm amped. We had a crazy birthday um, party. And so I'm doing pull-ups. And I just decide for whatever reason, I don't know what what kind of spirit came in me, but... <laughs> But a spirit of stupidity uh, came in me and I decided to just like, for whatever reason, really aggressively pull myself up up on the bar, like almost like I'm jumping. Um, But like I kind of threw my body out horizontally. So kind of what that did was it it pulled the pull up bar off the ledge. And so I fell with the pull up bar (laughs) onto my back. And so I fall and I'm like, (gasps) (laughs) You got the wind knocked out of you. Yeah, and I can't breathe for like 20 seconds. And everybody's staring at me. They just hear a thump. And I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> and so, I'm, and for like 20 seconds, everyone's just staring at me like, what's wrong? And I'm like walking back and forth in the room. And I can't say a word because I knocked my breath out of me. And I'm just like, oh, this sucks. This hurts so much. <clears throat> and so that night, my back just hurts. So I just lay on the couch. And so they pull out like this big, like nice 10-pound like, nice bag of beef and put it on my back for the night. And I'm like, whatever. Worst case, I'm thinking like I just bruised my back and I'm just hurt. So I go to bed after I ice my back. <clears throat> we got school in the morning. I wake up. I'm in so much pain. Like my my stomach is hurting. I'm like thinking like I'm, my appendix needs surgery. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like I, my appendix need, needs some surgery. And so being in Bible college, we had prayer night that night. <clears throat> and so I'm like, well, I'm about to pray this pain out of me. And so I go okay. to the, I go to the prayer that night and, uh, I go, I go at it, you know, so I'm going at it mm-hmm. and I walk out and I'm like, pain's gone. I'm like, praise God. And I go home, I pass out next morning. I wake up. I'm like, pain's back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ow. <laughs> and so that day I just kind of stay home. I lay on my back. I'm just like, I'm in pain so much. It's honestly probably, I just probably just hurt my back and I just need to lay in bed. So I just stay in bed that night. And then, so like second day kind of goes back. I'm just like, I didn't get healed, whatever. I'm just going to heal the natural way. I'm just going to like push through it. It's just, I did something stupid. It's just hurts, whatever. I'll just do it the natural way and just get some rest. And so the following day I wake up, terrible pain. I'm in like so much pain. Like I'm throbbing. I'm like trying to cry. I wish I was at home. Wish I had some milk. Like it was bad. Um, like if I was to say the scale, it was like an eight. I'm not going to say it's like breaking a bone or broke a bone, but it was just, it was like a bad stomach ache times like a hundred. Um, and it was just like someone was poking a knife in my stomach. And so <clears throat> later that day, uh, we had all, all the guys, they were just in, they were in the same room and uh, they were just talking and I had just woken up and I, I walked into the room and they were all kind of s- sitting against the wall. There was like eight of them and, uh, I had, everybody was there. Um, and I was like, they were all talking and I come in and I, and I say something, I don't remember what I said, but I just start talking and everybody's looking at me and I black out and in their eyes, they just see me. I'm talking. I just stop talking and my eyes are open <laughs> And I and and I I'm you in mid mid, mid, mid sentence. Um, I just stopped talking. They're like waiting for me to finish my sentence. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, finish what you're saying because everyone's paying attention. Uh huh. Um, and I stop and I just black out. And then they're like, okay, weird. And then I fall over and hit the ground. And then the, one of the one of the guys is like, uh, he's like, why are you messing around, bro? He thinks I'm joking. <laughs> and I start to like kind of shake. They're thinking I have like I'm like having seizures. 
and we had watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy. So <laughs> Mark comes up to me uh, like like a doctor, and he's like trying to like do something to me. I don't know what he was doing, but he tried his best. You were blacked out. You didn't. <laughs> yeah, I blacked out. My eyes were open, and I was shaking. <clears throat> Thirty seconds later, I wake up. I get back up. I and now I'm like five feet from where I was. And then I black out again and I fall over and my head hits the cabinet. Oh. And then I fell again. And then another 30 seconds later, I wake up again. I'm now I'm at the door to the house. And I'm like, what? And I black out again and I hit the <laughs> I hit the wall and fall fall down again. You had a All whole with episode, my eyes open. Bro. This was like a three-minute thing. And then they're like, fudge, we need to take him to the hospital. And so they're uh they're like dragging me to the car. And again, I pass out and they catch me this time. So I, I fell three times and they didn't catch me once. But once we went outside, they caught me. And so they're driving me to the hospital. And honestly, for me, um, like I was in a lot of pain. But I think once I started passing out, my body went into shock. And so I wasn't really feeling the pain as much. I was kind of like high on adrenaline because I'm like, I just passed out four times. And I'm just like, this is so cool because I had watched a ton of Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm living the dream right now. Oh my now. gosh. <laughs> Dream is such a cool story. So, yeah, literally, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, bro, this is gonna be such a cool story. I've never had something like this happen, and I'm not in pain because of the, the adrenaline. So, like, I'm chilling. And so, we go to the hospital. We're sitting there. I got a big smile on my face. I'm like, this is happening right now. <laughs> and so, you finally, just, I get in. We go to the ER because I'm like in a ton of pain. I I start getting into pain a little bit after. I'm like, I'm in pain. And so they take me. Um, they do an ultrasound on me and they find out that my entire stomach is actually full all the way to the top of blood. Your stomach? My, my stomach was full of blood. Oh God. So all the way. So my stomach actually stuck out. Like I had like maybe like eaten a ton of food, drank a bunch. And like my stomach is just like almost like I have a beer belly, but it's full of blood. And so they're like, shoot, we need to get you in the surgery right now. They're literally like, if you came in, uh, like a couple hours later, you would have died from extreme blood loss. And so it's all I, in your stomach. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I fell on my back and my 13th, my darn 13th rib punctured my spleen. And so if you don't know what the spleen is, that's where all the blood passes through your body. If I'm wrong, crucify me. But I'm pretty sure that's where all the blood passes through. And so all so you the, had a broken rib too. No, not a broken rib. The 13th rib. So it's like shorter than all the others. And so somehow when bends. I fell on the floor, it, it, my spleen went down and then it went through. Right. Yeah. Wow. So <clears throat> they're like, we need to get you in surgery, blah, blah, blah. They, they give me in the surgery and I'm out. Right. Okay. So I go through the healing process, all that stuff. I'm like, I didn't get healed, but at least I got healed the natural way. Like they, I get, they saved my life. Like I through the died. doctors, of course, through the doctors. And it was crazy. Like if I didn't have those seizures, I, that's a testimony itself. Like if, if the body wasn't designed how it was designed, I would have never went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't passed out, I would have just been like, I'm in pain. It's a stomach ache, mm-hmm. you know, uh, died. natural thing to do. And then I would have just died. Like, I don't think people actually understand that. Like, I actually almost died from blood loss. Like, it wasn't like I was just in pain. My body was bleeding for three days internally. <laughs> then I didn't know about it. I thought it was a stomach ache. Like, that blows my mind. That, like, Did you I, eat at all those three days? Nope. No hunger. Because my stomach's full. Of blood. So I'm not hungry. So I don't eat for three days. I'm not fasting. My stomach's just full of blood. I'm a vampire. And so, um, okay, that happens, right? Oh, two weeks later, I think my parents, they came visited me. I'm back at the house. I'm, I'm taking my, my pain medication. I'm going, going back to school, whatnot. And 
this is where the testimony starts. That was a testimony, but there's a second testimony. Uh, I get a bill in the mail. It's my medical bill. Hmm. I didn't have medical insurance. <laughs> and so they treated me and I had surgery. So I was blessed with an $86,000 medical bill. Yeah, Ricky it's, numbers. It's, it's, it's not a big amount, but when you're 18, you don't have a job, you don't have medical insurance, and you're in Bible college, and you see an $86,000 medical bill, you're usually, you know, that's a big amount to you. And so, I, but I remember um, my parents got it too, and they saw it, and they were like, uh, I think my mom was like, we got a medical bill, like we don't kind of don't know how we're going to pay it, because usually you don't have $86,000, just pay it off. Mm-hmm. And like, why would you want to do that anyways? Like, it's not like you're getting something out of it by paying it off. Like, and so I, my simple response, I don't know what it was. I was just like, God's going to pay it off. And so I respect it. And so I believed it. I was like, God will pay it off. Like I didn't get healed like in the way I thought, but I'm alive. I'm healthy. And God's going to pay off this medical bill. I don't know how. I don't have a job. No money's coming in. No one's sending me money. I didn't ask my parents to pay. I wouldn't put that on them, right? I was just kind of like, I'm going to go through this and God's going to pay for it. And so um, I I was like, I'll try whatever I have to do on my end, like practically to get this paid off. And so um, I wrote a letter to the state and they never got back to me. And I was like, Can I, I can't pay this. I essentially wrote them a letter and said, I can't pay this. Yeah. No way I'm ever going to pay this. And so usually people, that stuff gets put on debt collection if you can't pay. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was three months go by and every, you know, every week I'm just reminding myself, I'm, I'm, it's going to get paid off by God. It's going to get paid off by God. It's going to get paid off by God. You know, you're getting letters every week saying like, hey, you got to pay this amount. Hey, you got to pay this amount. Hey, you got to pay this amount. Mm-hmm. Collections, whatever. Like they're going to make you pay for it. Right. Like they'll garnish your paychecks. I'm pretty sure. I think in some places they'll garnish them if you don't pay him and so three months go by and then bam i get i get a letter from this the state and they're like hey your debt has been forgiven all eighty six thousand dollars of it and i was like god is good and so but it it definitely didn't happen how i thought it would you know like like the process of it to put it in practical terms like i prayed for healing didn't happen i tried to rest it off to get healing it didn't happen i went to the hospital they healed me right they mm-hmm. they restored me and then i get an $86,000 medical bill i'm like every week i'm like it'll get paid off it'll get paid off it'll get paid off doesn't get paid off for two and a half months of course i could have ended the story there and just gave up and stopped believing but it happened you know mm-hmm. and so just like um and practically too in my mind it's one of those moments in my life where i was like I was not thinking logically, how can I pay this off? Mm-hmm. It never once crossed my mind. I wasn't like, well, if I budget here and I do this and I do this. And it was because I was put in a position where like, um, there's no way for me to do it. Mm-hmm. And so when we put ourselves, I think in a position where it's like, God, there's no way for me to do this. Only Unless you, you can do it. Through. Exactly. And then that's how a testimony was produced. Cause I can't naturally get myself out of it. Mm-hmm. So in that case, what, ex- <clears throat> what exactly do you take away from that? And how do you, take that testimony and now apply it to your life now as far as lifestyle, as far as I would say that like, just because how you expected God to move and it didn't happen, doesn't mean he's not going to move in your Mm -hmm. life. Like no matter what happens, like even if you're praying for healing and it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean God still won't move in your life. Mm -hmm. Like, 
We're worried about the end result. He's worried about the journey. Well, even we just want God to move under whatever our perspective of how he should move is. Yeah. And like, I'm grateful that it didn't happen how I wanted it. Mm -hmm. Imagine if I just got healed that night. I believe it was God's will to heal me. And I don't think he would ever want me to be in pain. But I'm just saying, imagine if I got healed. Like, yes, it would be a testimony, but I also have this financial testimony and this healing testimony. Mm -hmm. And like, it's so beautiful also how God created my body that it went into shock. There's so when many I different aspects it. that go into uh -huh. it. The, the, it's a testimony of how God created our bodies to warn us that we might die. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Right. It's a testimony that God created people who can heal you. Mm -hmm. um, it's a testimony that he came through in finances. Right. Um, it's a testimony that I had friends who were smart enough to take me to the hospital, <laughs> you know, and not think I'm joking. So mm -hmm. like all of these facets, I, I can be grateful for, and they're all their own testimony, but together it's a beautiful story of how God is. Yeah. I guess we're talking about faith a little bit here. We are talking about yeah. faith. And the, the funny thing is uh, someone told, was telling me recently, they're like, well, you know, what is faith, right? Faith is, <laughs> faith is the assurance it's the confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see yet. And he said, well, where does faith come from? He said, the Bible says faith comes from hearing and hearing of the word of God. So like you said, we, we always have this, you know, preconceived idea. It should happen like this, like this and like this. But that's not where it comes from. It comes from what, is he, what does he say and what does he want to do? Mm -hmm. And our perspective should always be, what does God want to do in this situation? What does he want to turn around for good? Because essentially we know that all things turn around for good to those mm -hmm. who love God. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to how does he want to turn this around? And how, how does he want it? How does he want this thing to move? Talking about Bible school and stuff. Three years ago, I was doing Bible school. And I was also... Funny how... Little financial yeah, situation. Kind of attached to this kind yeah. of stuff. I, mean, I think it puts you in a situation where it you're puts broke. You in a financial you're situation. broke, you have nothing. You have no accomplishments. <laughs> You're <laughs> and nobody wants to help you, so and nobody <laughs> wants to help, <laughs> and it's just like a funny thing. It like it puts you in a situation where you're first to have testimonies. Anybody that says, I want to go to Bible school, everyone around them is like, Great, <laughs> get, yeah. get ready, get ready, get ready. Exactly, it means we're all going to Bible school financially <laughs> for the for people them. who do three years of Bible school. <laughs> bravo to them, yeah. God bless, hats off to you, yeah. So, I remember I was like in the beginning of the year. I was, I mean, I was working hard. I would stay up to like 4 a.m., 3 a.m., working construction, knowing there's class the next day at 7. I'm saving up money, like, and I was ahead of everybody. I was like, I'm so smart. I'm the smartest one here. I'm saving up all this money. Um, we we were only going to start saving up for missions. Like, later on in the year, I was already putting money into missions fund before anybody even told me. I was like, I'm the smartest one here. <laughs> I'm the hardest working one here. I'm doing my thing, like... So, you know, I had it all mapped out. Perfect. Going good, you know. I no, fun, no fundraising for me. Yeah. I don't got to go around. I don't I, have to beg. Yeah. The, None I, of that. I didn't see that's the thing. I hated, hated ever borrowing money from anybody. I hate asking people for help. I got to do it on my own. Um, I'm going to make it happen. And uh, I'm self-sustained. I bought my first car myself, my first phone, everything. Like, I'm not dependent on nobody. And I'm doing this. And all y'all are spoiled you got your parents taking care of it for you I, I would just oh. look down on you like a oh, bunch the, of peasants oh the pride uh oh <laughs> no it, it dude it's it's humility too <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding but yeah so i mean i was kind of blind too i was just like yeah like um 
in the most humble way, you know, I'm just, I'm yeah, just yeah. a servant, you know, I'm just, yep. I'm, I'm working for it with these hands, yeah, you know, being responsible, like whatever stewardship or yeah. But see, the, the the problem with my plan was that it didn't require a Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love how Roman was saying. He said, "If if what you're doing doesn't require the Holy Ghost, it doesn't count." And in one moment, in one day, it all went kind of crashing down. I was like, you know, ahead of the payments, putting it in there, and then in one day, got into a car accident. Bam. And the funny thing is I crashed into a curb. <laughs> it's raining one day. Bro. It was the first day. I didn't day. know this story. I've never heard this story. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you never so heard this story. So that's why you came begging <laughs> for money. <laughs> Check this out, dude. Bro. So, I mean, as far as work went, like, I'm getting paid probably like minimum wage. And I'm not making like the best amount of money. That's why I was putting in so many hours. And, um, you know, also broke kid, 18 years old. And out of nowhere, this day, I'm driving a class. I decided to, I don't even know what, I think I was running late and I, I decided to go another route. I don't know why I decided to go this other route. And so I'm going, it's the first day of rain. And then I'm driving, driving. And then I'm like, oh, I need to turn here because I never went that way before. And so I, <laughs> I slammed the brakes and I took the turn way too late. And because of the rain, my car slides instead. And I hit a curb. I hit a curb with my front wheel. Like, it wasn't even that bad. I hit, like, my wheel hit the curb. My airbag is blue. The air <laughs> <laughs> destroyed my windshield. Just essentially, like, every little dollar it could squeeze out yeah. of you, it did. Well, because the car I bought, it was a Civic, which I got screwed on on auction. It said that it had, like, 70,000 miles, but it, they just bought a new speedometer. actually had 230,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> they put resistors on the seat belts. Um, They just put in... It was, was this just before internship or this, this was well I bought it right before internship and okay. I was like, okay, well all my money is <laughs> like, yeah, I was just a broke yeah. like eighteen yeah. year old, bro. Like and you and you were out here thinking you're cool buying your first. <laughs> no, car I did not option. think I was cool. I, I was just <laughs> broke and I needed to buy a car. That's all I knew. <laughs> like I said, my dad didn't buy me nothing. I, I I got it was my first car and I got screwed, you know what I mean? But yeah, everything blew. Like I hit a curb, everything blew. I was like, what the heck is this? I just pull it over on the side of the road and like I'm running late for class and I, I didn't think much of it. I'm just like, whatever, I'm just going to bring like I can't drive it with like this. I'm just going to I call my friend. He picks me up. I left right there on the side of the road, went to class. 20 minutes later, <laughs> I get a phone call and they're like, is this Sam? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Where's your car? I'm like on the side of the road. And he's like get and he he like cussed me out he's like over here right now and i'm like who is this i was so, i'm like who is this and he's like this is officer whatever it was a cop called me and mm -hmm. i come there uh our internship coordinator drove me there my car's already gone they towed it and this cop is just like pissed off for no i'm like dude i'm like i just crashed my car i should be the, like i hit a curb and like and he's like He's like, you hit public property like that and you just leave. Like the neighbors called it in apparently. He's like, you just leave your car on the side of the road like that. He's like, that's a hit and run. He's like, I had a, I had a BB gun in my glove box. Just <laughs> as a, <laughs> so with Bruh. the boys, so at the house with the boys, we started shooting each other with BB guns. It's just a toy gun, you know? He's like, why do you have a BB gun in your glove box? This will help you. I'm like, why'd you go through my car without a warrant? Literally. And like, he's pissed off at me. And I'm like, dude, I'm a broke kid. I just crashed my car. Well, hit a curb and the airbag is blue. I don't know how I'm going to fix it. 
I should be the one. And she's just like pissed off at me. They towed my car. Dude, I mean, he gave me a felony. He gave me a hit and a run charge for hitting a curb and leaving the car. He gave me a hit and a run for abandoning the car. I was like, it's a felony. Oh I'm like, gosh. are you kidding me? I didn't have insurance at the time. He gave me a ticket for no insurance. And then they towed me. You know how much towing is. And then I needed to fix my car. Yeah. So all your striving, <laughs> essentially, would like... This incident was like, how much money can we take from Sam right now? The question, the answer is all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Every cent. And one day I went into $4,000 debt. <laughs> oh, negative. Yeah. Oh, so negative. you went negative. I went negative. So, so now you have to go to God and be like, God, first off, I need you to get out of me the hole. And then you need to pay for my tuition. And then I need you to pay for my mission And, and, and I'm trying to go to Africa too. Exactly. And that's and, like $3,000 too. Yeah. So, so it's a big... Say, yeah, I mean, you had 86000 I only had 4000 but it was like, I mean, like you said, being a broke 18-year-old and it's uh, a big, you, it got minimal, you got minimal Freaks payments. You yeah. yeah, you got minimal payments. The thing is, it's like, he's like, uh, uh, your first couple thousand is due for missions. You got to turn it in. And I'm like... And did what? you tell anybody either? Uh, no, the thing happened? is, it was, I needed to make that money within that one month. You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm already working to like, the thing is, I would work till 4 a.m. because during the day, we're busy doing, you know, Bible school stuff. And then I would go yeah. out at night and work. I was so limited with them. I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day for me to work to how, how much I was getting paid to go pay that off. And so in that moment, I was literally like, I mean, I'm kind of screwed. I don't know what I'm going to do. But in that moment, it's like exactly what you said. I was like, I mean... I know for a fact I'm exactly where God needs me to be. I'm like, I'm not here on my own. I know. I mean, I was working and working hard to make it happen on my own, but I knew that he called me to be there. And I'm like, okay, if you, if this is the place you want me to be in, then you're going to bring me through, right? There's that saying, if God brought you to it, he'll bring you through. I know it's like, see, like nobody cares about these cliches and stuff. Yep, nobody wants to hear it. until you go through it. it yeah. And but, then you're like, oh, shoot, there was actually power when that was first yeah. said. And so I'm in this moment. I'm like, all right, God. I mean, I'm like, I have one option. I'm either going to quit Bible school and just go and work, work this off because I got a felony on my record now. I got all this stuff happening. I'm like, okay, like no we'll insurance. All this now. Yeah, you know, and it's like, like I'm not gonna come up with this money for but uh, for missions. Right, you I, totally could have too. Yeah, I'm like I'm not gonna be going on missions anyways. It'd so be a then. valid reason, like, hey, I can't finish. I have a felony to pay. Exactly. Hey, I, I need to go work this off. Like, if I don't, like, like there's serious repercussions that yeah. can happen. So, I pretty much I was like, okay, I guess I'm gonna make this decision. I'm like, I'm just gonna stick around and find out what happens. I'm like, God, if you if you really brought me here, you're gonna bring me through it. And that actually brought me to the end of myself where for me, it was a hopeless situation. It's either I quit or God helps me out and there's, you know, and that's it. And I'm like, well, we'll just see what the Lord does. Why don't I? And it's funny because I actually stopped working so much. I made sure to make Bible school a priority. If we were having something that day, I made sure it's, I was getting offered work. I mean, everybody liked how I work. So I got offered jobs by like everybody from church. Like all the contractors wanted me on their job sites. Like, Everybody's offering me jobs. And for a, me... Is that a humble brag? It's humility to be able to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> but no, it's just I like the opportunity was presented for me to work as much as possible and make this happen on my own, per usual, what I was used to. Yeah. But I was like, 
I realized one thing. I'm, there's not enough hours in the day for me to work to make this happen anyways. Mm-hmm. So regardless, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's why I was like, okay, I'm just going to make this the focus. And because it's not because then you're also realizing like at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything. Exactly. Like it's yeah. a rock. It's a rock. You can't yeah. move on your own. So I still did my part. I still worked. Yep. But I made Bible school the priority. Yep. Anytime there's something, I was first one there for Bible school. I know once we're done with, you know, whatever the task yeah. is for the day, if we need to go help, if we need to go to prayer, evangelize, whatever we need to do, I'm there. Afterwards, yeah, I'll go and work. But it cut my hours even more. And then I remember I would actually spend days like after that, I'm like, I'm just going to spend time in the secret place. I would, I would, I would come to class early and just, you know, start yeah. devotionals. I would stay during lunch and just go do, do more devotional after class. Instead of going to work right away, I would go and spend some more time. I, I, I begin to spend so much more time in, you know, Bible school and relationship with God. I made that the priority. And it's funny because the moment that shifted and I began to put him more into his hands, I still did what I needed to do. But I made him the priority. I kid you not, like that month in the most, like literally the next week, um, I walk into the office like the payments do. I come in with absolutely nothing to to tell him that I have nothing. And he's like, what's up? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to pay, you know? And he's like, no, somebody paid for this month. You're good. I was like, what the heck? And then uh, the next day, somebody comes up to me. They're like, oh, hey, um, this lady from Minnesota just called. She uh, she doesn't know who you, uh, um, I don't know who the heck she is. I think she saw me on live, like sharing on offering or something. Uh-huh. And so... <laughs> she saw me and then she oh she just passed on this message she said that she's praying for you she's fasting for you and she sent some money your way um whatever i still don't know to this day who it was she didn't know who i was she sends money uh i literally had like three different people come up and literally hand envelopes of cash like literally like in the most random ways i began to see like i made god the priority i made you know relationship with him the priority and in the most random ways like somebody paid for this month Somebody from yeah. across the freaking country is like, you know, <laughs> sending money my way. People are literally handing me envelopes of cash. And like, I didn't tell this to anybody. Like, I wasn't walking around telling anybody. Yeah. Like, it's kind of an embarrassing situation. Pity, none of that. I it's got a hit and a run for hitting a curb. <laughs> I did not want anybody to know this. And the funny thing is, like I said, I would like expect like, like I told my like my dad and I would expect like my family to help. Dude, like. Yeah, ain't none of them helped me. <laughs> it was like the way you want it to happen, it did not happen. And and God began to use people that didn't even know me, that never even met me, and they're sending money, and God began to make it happen. And that shifted my perspective from, okay, am I going to be the one striving for this? Am I going to be the one that's, you know, trying to make everything happen with yeah. my own hands? Or am I going to make, you know, uh, or am I going to understand where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to focus on, and understand that the provision yeah. will come if I it's, am where it's, I am? It's just this concept of like if we're drowning, the lifeguard can't save us if we're trying to, you know, like right. if we're hitting him and like flailing our arms around and like trying to get all the pieces together, you know, we're going to drown ourselves because we're so concerned with getting it done. Um, like I feel like usually the media, like, instinct for us if when we run into a problem is like um how can i like how how can we can get can so consumed with fixing the problem mm-hmm. that we don't get consumed with him with our own we just get distracted 
by the problem mm -hmm. when the problem is actually not the issue actually the problem can get removed very easily mm -hmm. you know and constantly try to do it on our own i feel like that was probably the biggest thing where i had we always have to come to the end of ourselves yeah and the end of our striving and the end of like trying to make it happen on our own and that's hard to describe too like coming to the end of yourself like right. what does that even look like well like i said i thought that i'm you know such a hard worker and i'm just constantly trying to make things happen to myself like i don't need you that's probably like i feel like that's probably one of the biggest um yeah. problems in our generation today it's that we have this mentality of i'm gonna work for my own Every, everybody's an entrepreneur everyone's making it happen on their own i don't need you i don't need this uh you know i'm gonna make it happen self-sustained yeah i'm a strong independent man and woman like doing my thing no like we need each other and and the funny thing too is like um, i'm gonna use this word that people don't like or do like it goes both ways but it's called the word balance balance <laughs> you know if you're like but you gotta have balance though right. you know like Either I'm gonna that works in any situation. Yeah, but, but, but you gotta balance. <laughs> if anybody though. is arguing, Anytime you ever make a point, but bro, but, but balance. Hey, if anybody is ever arguing and you don't know what's happening, you could just step in and be like, guys, it's all about finding balance. And they're like, yeah, and yeah, being right. strategic. You gotta be strategic. <laughs> yeah, you okay, gotta be intentional. It like, works every time. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, um, not only did you believe and have faith, and like you released what you did was you released onto your, you released your striving. But at the same time, you kept the practicality of like, mm -hmm. I'm still going to steward good finances. Mm -hmm. I'm in a mess, but I'm still going to try and work what I can out of this. But I'm not going to be consumed. But I'm going to make problem. first things first. I know that even if I do this, it's not going to fix it, but I'm still going to take that step. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the practical level of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it always comes down to I need to do my part. I'm, not, I'm never going to completely disregard my responsibility. Yeah. But always make priority and first things first. Yeah, but don't be consumed by it. Exactly. Know? Like, there's that aspect too. Um, you're like, God's going to give me a house, right? I feel like God is going to give me a house. And we spend 10 hours a day looking for a house mm -hmm. and we don't find anything. Do your due diligence you know? and trust the rest. <laughs> but I mean, just like looking a little bit, but like leaving enough room for him to do it. Mm -hmm. But like you're still doing your part. Because mm -hmm. like, what if he wants to show you the deal through your research? Or like, because God can use many different ways to yeah. show his faithfulness. Yeah, we got to be know? open to how God wants to do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's so many ways. And so what we'll do is either we pick one or the other, right? It's like, God, I'm not going to work because you're going to pay it off, right? And we're mm -hmm. just like, I'm just not going to work. And you see those people that are just not going to put an yeah. hour and in of work There's a word all. for that. We just call it lazy. Oh. You know what I mean? And what you're just like, you're just not going to pay it off. You're just not going to pay it off. No, but there's this aspect too that like finances are the purpose. It, it, it's the purpose behind it is to be generous. Mm -hmm. So like, how can you be generous with finances if you're not making anything in the yeah. same way too? And so, not that there's anything wrong. If God gives you a specific word and says, "Hey, don't work," then that's different. But when we're talking about situations where that's not the case, then it's like, you know, do your part. But like, what we'll do is we'll shut off everything. Like, it's either this way, this way, or this way. Mm -hmm. When if we leave room for him to come through many ways, like what if the way we do it is through working hard at our job and not quitting and we get a bonus, you know, at the end mm -hmm. of the month that we didn't know about. What if, um, you know, someone sees that we're faithfully working and they see that we're pushing through it and that we are, we're a good worker and we have excellence behind us. And they're just like, I want to sew into that person. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, it's funny so because it, it feels like people are so much more inclined to give into a place where they see, 
work effort and effort and being put in and strength and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, dude, we're we're driving on the ramp of up I five, and you know, there's like fifty homeless people. They're all standing begging for money. Everyone, you know, kind of turns away. One of those homies had a cool. It was a hot summer day. He had a cooler full of cold water, and he was selling it. I was like. Heck yeah, I respect the hustle. Five dollars. Yeah, you better believe I sold into that ministry, bro. Like, like mm-hmm. when you see somebody like you know putting in effort and work with what he got, like you, everybody was buying from him, you know what I mean. Like everybody was exactly. like, and you know people were giving above, and even like as far as you know, we even see like Bible school students. Like when you see somebody is like trying to be creative, and you know putting in effort, you always see other people like they they respect that they're doing their part. Like when somebody sees that you're, it means something to you already and you're already doing yeah. your part, you're being creative, then they're inclined to actually give into that. It's, it's like they're not just expecting it exactly. to just fall into their lap. Yeah, yeah because uh, others sit back and they're like, oh, well, I've heard so like you hear so many testimonies of, of students that they're like they hear testimonies like this and they're like, oh, well, I mean. If, like God, the Holy Spirit comes through, like gets covered. I'm fine. Like I'm not gonna work during yeah. Bible school. I'm not gonna do this. I'm just because for trust. whatever reason, there's a disconnect, and they think that working is not spiritual. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Work is 100% spiritual, and it's like one of the most spiritual things we can do. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most like spirit-led things we can do. Is you know, whatever, pick up a tool, or go to work, or go clean someone's yard, or go do chores. Like that is as like as spiritual as it gets mm-hmm. you know like like we said like everything you do you do with the spirit of excellence right. you do it as if it's to god mm-hmm. you you know like we're called to steward we're called to be like to cultivate and so it's so like that is that's an aspect of it it's mm-hmm. like you think david was just like sitting in a field like you know on on social media on <laughs> scroll media looking at scrolls or something tablets yeah hey, that's a full-time job yeah David had a tablet before any of y'all. <laughs> no, that was Moses. Oh, that's right. Moses, my bad. <laughs> Moses had the original tablet. He had the Genesis yeah. 1. And he smashed it too. Yep. Then he got the second gen. Second and, gen. It's, and see, and that's the funny thing. He went and smashed it. And you know what the Lord told him? He's like, he, he said, now you go find tablets. Because the first time you didn't have to go yeah. find them. He said, go find them and carve that out yourself. I want you to put in some work so that you begin to appreciate it. And you know, break Check it these. out. Right? Look at that, bro. Like, everybody, everybody, everybody looks at this, right? God saved Noah from the ark. He told from the flood. He got saved. Homie had to build an ark. Have you seen how big for, that thing for is? For a hundred years. Like, that's work. For a hundred years. And you can't tell me that working isn't spiritual. Yeah. So, like, for anybody who says, like, I don't need to work or this or that, like, maybe, maybe you don't need to work for money, but like, there's still like the work that needs to be done. Like if you're out on the streets, like praying for people all the time, like that's work. Mm -hmm. That's doing God's work. That's the business of the kingdom. But like staying at home and saying, God's going to pay for all my stuff. And that's not spiritual. That's not spiritual. Actually, The most spiritual you could ever get is practical. The most spiritual you could get is having it come alive. So like when we say like you have to work, like we don't just mean for money. Like there are other ways of working. Like Mm. there is, you know, work working for free. It's There's actually putting people. your time it's into just, it. Yeah, it's just not even. It's not even about the money you're making. It's actually just simply about the character behind it of helping people. Like, if you spend all your time ministering to like people at you know in 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 like the ghetto, like that's work. No of one's. That's not. That's not laziness. Like, and if you're going through financial problems, like, you know, God is always faithful. Like God always provides, and so 
there's nothing like that's that we don't no one discounts that that's mm-hmm. actually just as good as having a job you know what i mean like but we should minister through everything we do and so having that disconnect between like work church doing ministry on the streets having friends like like there is work that is, that's involved with that i think the more important thing is practical. like sacri- sacrifice practical. and pra- practical yeah. um well the practical side is the sacrificial part exactly I think. Yeah. Actually putting the time into it, yeah. putting in the effort. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was particular, but like when I was seeing my debt paid off, I wasn't me just sitting there. I was practically looking for ways to get it paid off in the natural and believing that God would make sure that it goes through, mm-hmm. you know? And God and made so, sure that you learned he did. what he... And guess what? Because you know what could have happened? Everybody knows the government. Government absolutely is not effective in a lot of areas. They're effective in some, but not effective in... Uh, and, and finances sometimes, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I'm not going to go on that. But like, they could have easily saw the letter. Oh, guys, I sent a handwritten letter to the city, to the state, to say, "Hey, I can't pay this off. Can you guys please?" Bro, I emailed get rid Bill Gates to raise money from mission. <laughs> I'm not even You're kidding lying. you. I I literally did. You're lying. I shot for the stars, bro. I called Fisher Investments. <laughs> <laughs> I emailed Bill Gates. Homie's I'm not calling, kidding you, Homie's bro. Calling hedge funds to pay for his mission. <laughs> I was like, I, I literally shot for the stars. I'm like, worst that's gonna happen is nothing. That's already happening. Exactly. I'm gonna email because I mean, schools like send letters to Bill Gates, and he would like write back. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he would I'm like, back, I'm just yeah. a broke boy and trying to go to Africa and you know do some. Yeah, exactly. I walked through all those office buildings. A <laughs> <Hey>, funny story. <laughs> we walked through like. Uh, there's that industrial place with a bunch of offices. Me and William, we walked upstairs. They're like through the ele- it's like private, you know what I mean? All these offices. We just walk into some office and there's a sign at the front desk. It's like I'm in the back. We walk to the back and we're like and we're like, oh hi. She's like, what are you guys doing back here? We're like, well, the front desk said that um that you're in the back. She's like, so you just walked back here? We're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like what do you guys want we're like uh we're raising money <laughs> she, we literally walked through offices like that to everyone and just like we put in work you know to make it happen yeah and at the end of the day like it didn't happen how we wanted it to but you know the effort was there the sacrifice like that took some humility to be able to walk walk through all those offices <laughs> and ask for money but yeah i mean it's a testimony like no matter what any any testimony I've seen, I've put practical effort into it. Mm-hmm. And and guess what? People will say like, well, that was you. No, it was God. Like my my job is the practical aspect. I'm going to put my heart and soul into it, especially if I believe that God's going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like God will make it happen. But I want to be a part of that. I don't want to just be sitting on the sideline mm-hmm. like God will do it. You know, that's what we see everywhere. Partner with him. Yeah, we want to partner with him. We like it's a relationship. And so why wouldn't we relationally approach an issue together and like understanding that he'll, he's got you and you get some fun stories from it too. And you get some fun stories to it. And like, even that's how, um, like, like everything in your life, consider it that God is the one who gets it done. And like, it's all a matter of perspective. Like you can either say that it was you who did it or it was God who did it. You were just the hands and the feet. Wait, but actually walking through all those offices, we did that. And then we actually ended up coming to one of the offices and the, we met this guy he's like well you guys are looking at the economy he owns like three of those buildings he ended up being the owner of like three of them and he's like i only come here one day a week at a, at this like an hour and we just caught him like going out the door he's Favor. like and he's like meet me at this time be here whatever 
We met up with him. He just wrote out, wrote us out a check. Literally, okay. just wrote it wow. out to us. Okay. Yeah. You so it that? actually like, like what we call coincidence, we call it favor. That weren't That's no coincidence. You, I didn't walk through fifty hundred offices. It's not for coincidence. No it's favor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What you call someone's hard work, we just call that persistent believing that God is going to come through and complete it. Right. Like we like, like we we do the labor, but He's the one who actually fulfills it. Mm-hmm. You know. He's the one who covers it and protects it. Um, You call it like the cop let you go and not get a ticket. I call that grace. Like there's grace on your life. So whatever it is, it's no matter how you put it, we can either choose to have the perspective that it happened in the natural or that it happened in the spiritual. You know, we can be blind to the things that were blessed, that bless us, or we can be aware of them. And that's huge. Always play your part. Yeah, never but be allow a, rule, but allow room for him to do it yeah. how he wants to do it in your life. Yeah, we don't want to like just. I guess, I guess to wrap well, it up, sorry, it's my like voice was- I guess to wrap it up, it's like not being on the sidelines and actively wanting to take part in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Leave room for him, but don't disqualify yourself from it because they're just two extremes where you got yeah. people that are just gonna sit and not do, like, not I do remember, their part at all, I, and then you got people that are just trying to do it all on their own this might be hard for some people to understand if you're like a girl maybe, but like if you're like a guy, I mean, um, I remember when I was like seven and every video game I would play, I'd be like, give me cheat codes, find the cheat codes. I'd find the cheat codes online. And like mm-hmm. what these are, they like essentially give you everything you want in the game. And like, <laughs> it would just straight up ruin it at that point. It would ruin the game. I'd just be bored. And so like, we look at God, like he's a cheat code, like Hello. to give us everything we want. Hello. And then guess what? No wonder we're reason. No wonder the reason, uh, we're bored of. That's about actually playing the because, game because he's not a cheat code. We see him like he's just essentially a key to our success or a key to um, us having exactly what we want. Dang, no that's wonder a, that's why. A good, that's no, a good no wonder why. You, like there's such a big issue where like people just come to church, they find a relationship, and they leave mm-hmm. because they just saw God as a key to a relationship. Right. Like they never actually saw that. Like, like that. Uh, essentially, the relationship should lead you to Him, mm-hmm. not the other way around. And so, yeah, like when you, when you actually put the work in and when it, when it's personal to you, it's how much more sweet, you know what I mean? You actually cherish it. Like if you buy, you know, brand new shoes that are cost you like 150, you're not going to carry it the same way as, you know, if you gave them to you. Yeah. If you got someone handed to you. Exactly. Like that that Moses, that story with the Moses that we just shared, like, you know, he, he got mad just through those tablets that the Lord gave him, and the Lord's like, "All right, I'm gonna make you, you know, yeah. put in some work I, so you understand." I bet, I bet the ark, the site, I There's, bet it was the cleanest job site you've ever seen. I bet those tablets to this day are are in the ark of the covenant, and nobody knows where they are. Noah made sure. I mean, Moses made sure that those things don't break no more. Come on. But yeah, it, it definitely it, it comes down to actually being active in, like, partnering with Him, partnering with the Holy Love, Spirit, loving the process. Mm-hmm. Being committed to seeing it through and like knowing that like your commitment's not in vain. I think that's a huge one too. Like, um, I think like parents or people who are married probably understand better than you and I do that like, especially with relationship that like the commitment is not in vain. Like mm-hmm. you that you didn't make vows just cause like, but the commitment you have faith that if you stay committed and you stay faithful to it, that everything will work out for the benefit. And so it's the same thing with God. Like if we just remain faithful and committed, like we will mess up, make mistakes. But if we stay faithful to it and we're absolutely like not going to be swayed, 
then we know that like everything will be in our benefit. Everything will, there'll be a testimony coming out of it. Mm -hmm. And like getting excited now about testimonies and being like pumped about them because now you come into a trial and it says find joy through tribulation, right? Mm -hmm. So like now you have something come your way and you're like, man, I'm so excited because like, okay, this might sound hyper spiritual, but like you're kind of like excited to go through it because Mm -hmm. first off, after you've been through a few testimonies, you're like, well, I know it I'm gives you more confidence because well, you're like, right. so like after you've been through testimonies, now you're like, I've been through a testimony or two. So like, I know he'll take me through. Testimony doesn't mean do it again. That's what testimony, the word testimony means do it again. Are you sure that's not amen? No. Okay. <laughs> Although, I mean, I, actually, I hope, I hope no one fact checks this, but that's honestly, awesome. I don't no, care I, if anybody fact right. checks. This. No, but like it's the thing is, that. they the, get it. The, that's the, that's the thing. Like, with every single experience, it just gives you confidence for more. Exactly. Right. Like you went through it once, like you have confidence that he's going to yeah. come through again. Like that was like me talking back now. It seems so like minute. Yeah. Like most people hearing that's like, that's not anything crazy. And in that moment for a broke 18 year old, like you said, who needs to raise. Yeah. You know, this, it might have looked like the end, but it was just a small bump in yeah. the road. And then it's it not just, your final destination. Yeah, and it's like now you come against like. A big something bigger, but you're like, I recognize this. It might be a little bigger, but hey, it happened then. Is it gonna happen to this? But it still ain't big. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, we Ex- have more testimonies growth, to share. Like, I have more testimonies, and I kind of had to hold myself back. Like, not to say like my testimonies aren't anything. I'm like, full of so much wisdom, guys. Stick around. <laughs> yeah, I don't stick around. That, find like, out. Yeah, we can't share all the juice. Mm-hmm. Not that there's more juice than anyone else but like there's some juice we gotta keep us. you guys hanging we gotta keep you on the edge there's and, so much we have to share but you're just not ready to hear it yet y'all are still on and, that milk and who knows like maybe uh maybe we'll have a guest next week maybe not maybe we will maybe not should we i don't know but we can't give you all the answers we can't give you all the keys can't give you all the facts because you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not going to cherish it. Not going to cherish it. That's right. If we just hand it to you, you're not going to cherish it. Stick through it with us. Yeah. Stick through with us on the dry you, seasons. I can't give you all the food in my fridge to eat. Be faithful. So, like, you're just not going to be able to eat it all. So, we got to, we're pacing ourselves. We have more to share with you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> guys, we're just clowning at this point. <laughs> but, like, guys. We're just having fun. Yes. I'm just getting to know Izzy. I don't know why this mic is in front of me. I would have had this conversation with or without you tuning in. I just want you to know that. But we love that you stick around. Yep. We're and not we're doing this for you. And we're not well, going to go through the process just, of editing this and posting it just so that you can and hear. Just, just FYI, uh, people, if you did listen to my thing, I did end up cash apping people if you were wondering. Wait, did people comment? Yeah, they messaged me like, hey, bro, cash me five bucks. How <laughs> many people? Not that only one person. <laughs> only one person is faithful. I knew it. Only one person. I was knew it. That's literally what I said. Are we ready to see? Only one person. So now I'm doubting if anyone's even going to hear this part of the. That's podcast. why we can just say this and not even yeah. worry about it. But I'm not going to do it again, though. <laughs> Y'all see, like it's like just like God. It's like He gave you He gave you the opportunity and you squandered it and you wasted it because you thought it was too good to be true. <laughs> Guys, righteousness and grace is not good to be. Too oh, and by the true. way, um, that offer expired. You're not going to go back to that. Offers expired. Hey, we yeah. are really, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That so promo like, code guys, was for last week. Stick just because it more sounds too codes. good to be true doesn't make it not true. Let's. That's how we're going to end it right here. We'll elaborate more on that. Mm-hmm. Be blessed, guys.
Пока. Пока.